Arizona, Arizona Sports, the local sports, sports leader. leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort, AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset. All right, so obviously our top story of the day today on the 4 o'clock reset, the Cardinals have been granted permission from the New Orleans Saints to interview Coach Sean Payton, that according to Ian Rappaport, the Saints have also granted permission to the Houston Texans to do exactly the same thing. So as of right now, that's three teams who have been granted permission to speak to Sean Payton. The Broncos, the Texans, and the Arizona Cardinals. None of those interviews can happen until January 17th. We did learn, though, from Sean Payton Which over the so weekend stupid. at Fox. It, it's dumb. I, it's I, so stupid. I don't even know why. Wait, why? why what Janu- what's special about January 17th? I, I don't know. Um, we do know, though, he can speak to the owner before then. It might not be an interview, but he can. T- he mentioned on Fox last weekend that he had a conversation with Denver's owners last weekend. So you can, Michael Bidwell can have a conversation with Sean Payton. It's not a quote unquote interview, but you can have the talk if you want to have a talk with him. So we'll see. We'll I could talk to you and ask you all the questions I want, then do the same interview on the seventeenth. Like, come on. He acknowledged that he had a conversation with Denver's owners, and a lot of people thought that was against the rules, and it wasn't. The conversations allowed and. Interview, face-to-face interview, not. Rappaport also reported that coveted 49ers assistant GM Adam Peters denied an interview request, not only from the Cardinals, but the Titans as well. So he won't be interviewing for those two jobs, which means the external GM candidates are former Giants GM Jerry Reese, Bears assistant GM Ian Cunningham, 49ers director of pro personnel Rand Carthon, and Titans director of player personnel Monty Austin. And Ford. Adam Peters is out. I think it may mean that Peters has some assurances that he's going to be the guy in San Francisco. Lynch may move on to president or something else, and that he may, like within a year or two, he may be the guy in San Francisco. Why wouldn't you do the interviews unless, unless you didn't like any of the jobs, one, or two, you got some assurances that they're going to take care of you in San Francisco? We continue to hear from different players about the Cardinals firing Cliff Kingsbury. Colt McCoy on Sirius XM Radio. You're going to have a coaching change, and that just stinks, whether you're a first-year player or whether you're going into year 14 like me. I don't want to say I'm immune to it, right? But my dad was a high school coach. Like, I woke up with suitcases in the front lawn before. Like, as an older player, you don't really want to go through it. I was real tight with Cliff. and um, But it's just kind of part of the part of the business. Part of the deal. Yeah. It's, it's, it kind of sucks, but, like, it is what it is. Yep. You're going to have to learn a new system. And you'll have a new coach, but that's that's what's, what happens when you you know lose all the games of the Cardinals lost. The Suns picked up a much needed win what last a, night. What a win the, last night! It really was against the defending champ, Golden State Warriors, and Steph Curry. They set a tone right away. That's all it takes. They made 14 threes and had 20 offensive rebounds because they were the more aggressive team, the more confident team. That uh, was Steve Kerr. Here's Monty Williams. It's just a big win. I, mean, I can sit up here and wax about all kinds of coachy stuff, but it's it's just a big win for us. They had lost 14 of their last 18, 9 of their last 10. It was a much needed moment for that organization. Clearly Golden State wasn't really set with Steph coming back. They overlooked the Phoenix Suns with all the guys that going. they had out. It got so 
uh, frustrating for Golden State that Andre Iguodala got tossed out of the game. Yeah. I mean, it was just not a good game for the Warriors. They clearly overlooked the Suns. Uh, the Suns have signed G League guard Saban Lee to a 10-day contract. You had reported yesterday to expect a 10-day contract yes. type player. Mm-hmm. Saban Lee was signed today. Here's James Jones. He's good to go tonight against the Nuggets. I would expect him to be available tonight. Um, and, and, and he's familiar with what we do and how we play. And, and I think he'll be a seamless fit. Good. I mean, you need to get. We've talked about this. There's going to be some bodies. When I reported yesterday that I'm expecting him to sign for a 10 day contract, it was like, 10 day contract? I want to plug him. This is what they need. They need a body right now. Saban yeah. Lee will come in and he'll he'll be a body for them. He can handle the ball. Landry Shamit has been ruled out tonight. DeAndre Ayton has been ruled out tonight. Chris Paul has been ruled out tonight. Um, campaign, they're still out, of course. The uh, Devin Booker. Cam Johnson, here's what James Jones said the latest on him. He's in the latter stages of it. Um, but, you know, as far as the defender, time on him. I don't have anything. Um, I, I do know um, at some point soon we should get him back. I, I just can't tell you if that's going to be in five days, ten days, uh, but every day he's getting closer and and it's really determined by what you see on the floor. He's out on the floor pregame. Um, he comes in the back, he's feeling better and, and when we get to the point where he's completely good um, you guys will know quickly. This has been the new norm, just having a banged up Phoenix Suns basketball team. I don't know what it would like to see a roster where everybody's healthy. I miss those days. No rest for the shorthanded Suns tonight. They're in Denver taking on two-time MVP Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets, a team that's won 11 straight games at home. Yeah, they've been playing really well. Jamal Murray had a big game the other day. Um, they, they, they're they a very, very good home team. And I think without DeAndre tonight, I mean, this could be a big game for Jokic. Alright, let's run through the NFL. A lot of stuff to get through. You stop me whenever you want to comment on yep. something. Another great step in the story of DeMar Hamlin. He was discharged from a Buffalo hospital today. He is going home home. He was transferred to a Buffalo hospital a couple of days ago. They did a full battery of tests and decided he was good to go home. Yeah, he's going to rehab at home now. What a terrific story for DeMar Hamlin to make it back and he'll be cheering the Buffalo Bills on. But that, that was a big step. Getting out of the hospital, being able to go home and get and, and keep that rehab going at home is a good step for him. Dolphins have ruled out Tua Tungavailoa for their wild card matchup against the Bills. Skylar Thompson will start at quarterback. Yeah, I, and it's just you know going up against Buffalo with Skylar Thompson really up against it. Miami has not played well. They needed a win over the Jets last week, and they barely won just to get into the playoffs that they would have lost. The Steelers would have got in. I don't think anybody's expected much out of Skylar Thompson in this game. Lamar Jackson was not present during the media viewing portion of Wednesday's Ravens practice. There is not a lot of belief that he's going to play Sunday night against the Cincinnati Bengals in the playoffs, which would mean Tyler Huntley would get the start, but he also did not throw a pass during the media viewing portion of practice today. He's been dealing with tendonitis in his right shoulder. Might be a third stringer potentially against the Ravens wow. on Sunday night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Yeah. yeah. I Listen, Lamar hasn't played in the last five games practice or anything. I think it was, you know what he could have expected that he was going to play this week. Yeah, and then this from uh, Tom Curran of NBCSportsBoston.com. The Patriots are expected to make changes to their offensive staff. That's not much of a surprise given their struggles and the fact that Matt Patricia was the one calling plays. I know what Cardinal fans are thinking and I don't know. Would Cliff be their new OC? I don't know. I'm going to try and find that out. I don't, I don't, you know, 
Bill O'Brien's been connected to that job, too. Former Patriots offensive coordinator, given his connections there. He obviously used to be the Texans head coach, but he's been connected with that OC job as well. And you have to think if somebody comes in and does a really good job, they may end up being the head coach at some point. Potentially, yeah. Although Belichick said the other day he has no intention of retiring no. and he'll be back next year. No. The leaked week zero matchup between Deion Sanders' Colorado Buffaloes and Kenny Dillingham's yeah. ASU Sun Devils. Out! It's a no-go. After extra consideration, they decided that that game will not happen. Week zero, the football season in college usually starts Labor Day weekend. Some teams schedule a game the week before that weekend. That's why the week zero moniker there. Um, Coach Prime leaked it during the college football national championship game a couple of nights ago. Uh, You think they axed it because it got leaked? There was a rumor this morning that it had gotten axed because it got leaked, but I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe. That was the rumor floating around. Around this morning, it's not going to happen. It's too bad. That would have been that would have been a good a first game. Fun way to start. Kenny the Dillingham versus Deion Sanders. Yeah, that would have been a fun way to start it. The countdown to Super Bowl Fifty Seven it has begun, and Bud Light, FanDuel, and Arizona Sports want you to be there in person. Text the word "Super" to six twenty six twenty. Register. Listen for your name starting February sixth, and you could sk- score a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl. Plus, you'll win tickets to the following events: the FanDuel Party, the Bud Light Music Fest, and the Super Bowl Experience. So please text SUPER to 620-620. It's all access and it's presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. The Cardinals now have their first reported head coach interview. And I'm sure all you Cardinal fans are elated to know who it is. That's next. Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Well, it's a day that I think Cardinal fans had been hoping was going to happen at some point this week. We weren't exactly sure when. I, I kind of had a feeling, I think I said yesterday, I kind of had a feeling that yesterday maybe was going to be the day. In fact, I remember saying this at the end of the show, that at some point during yesterday's show, we were going to get word that the Cardinals have asked for and received permission to talk to Sean Payton. Didn't happen yesterday. It happened today. And that is number one on the minds right now of Cardinal fans everywhere. Sean Payton will at some point interview with the Arizona Cardinals. It can't happen until January 17th. Why? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> Other than maybe the league just doesn't want to take attention away from its wild card games. I, I, I don't know. But it was reported last weekend he's not allowed to talk to the, Bron- the Broncos until January 17th. So I assume the same applies here. But Ian Rappaport reporting there are now three teams who have asked for and been granted permission to interview Sean Payton. The Denver Broncos, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Houston Texans. Those are the three teams that we know of so far. Yeah, and I think that he would want to bring um, his, was it Jeff Ireland, the assistant GM of of New Orleans, with him if he comes. So keep your eye on those organizations. See if anybody hires a GM. That may be a sign that they're not going to get Sean Payton. It's going to come together quickly. I would not be surprised if that uh, by a week from today, we know where Sean Payton's going to coach. I mean, I would think that once he's able to do those interviews, he does those interviews, he makes makes a decision. I would imagine these teams have already kind of agreed to what the compensation would be if they're going to speak with New Orleans. Um, they've got to be willing to give up some draft pick compensation because he's under contract for the next two years with the Saints. So I do think it would all come together quickly, and I would be, not be surprised if by the end of next week we know. I, I don't think I'd be surprised either. And of course, you said it earlier in the show, and I, I don't disagree. There are, there are names on a list for the Cardinals to interview for their general manager's job. Maybe some of them they've already spoken to. I think the minute the Cardinals hire a GM, 
unless that's someone who's got real close affiliation with Sean Payton, they're out of the Sean Payton running, right? I mean, like, because Sean Payton, that's the real appeal of the Cardinals' job. It's not only Kyler Murray and the fact that you've got a potential franchise quarterback here and under contract, whereas the other places you don't. The the football czar position is kind of open, right? You can give the coach a lot of power here. If the Cardinals end up hiring a non-Sean Payton affiliate general manager, I think that probably means they're out of the Sean Payton running. So you got to have to kind of keep an eye out for that over the next few days, yeah. right? Listen, Michael Bidwell kind of, you know, hinted that, hey, we'd like to hire the GM first, but it does, it, you know, he didn't say they have to. Nope, not at He said all. they'd like to. I mean, it's the normal way of doing things, but the one guy that would kind of preclude that, it would be Sean Payton. With Sean Payton, you would hire him, and then, you know, he would obviously assist in bringing in a general manager that he feels comfortable working with, that he knows that can that, that can work hand-in-hand hand with him to put together a roster. You know, how much are you going to have to pay him? We don't know. We're guessing somewhere between 15, 15 to 20. and $20 million. 15 to 20 How much compensation would you have to give up to get him in terms of draft picks? We don't know. Both you and I are on the same page. I'm not giving up the third pick in the draft. I, if it comes down to that, I just... Too rich for my blood. I fold. I'm out. I won't do it. I, I hope it doesn't come down to that because I really want to get Sean Payton in here and get him this job. Those are, those are questions that we just don't know answers to yet, especially the draft pick compensation. But again, we keep saying this. It seems like a big waste of everybody's time. Well, like, okay, look at the Houston Texans. They're not giving up the number two pick in the draft for Sean Payton. They better not, right? I mean, this, but those this, teams are so, like, their second round picks are so good. You might have to say, listen, this is what you're going to get. Like, you know, you're going to get a you're going to get a early second round pick. Now, maybe they say I'd rather have a first and you do that. I don't know. The Saints general manager, Mickey Loomis, was on his weekly radio show in New Orleans. And he said, I, I don't think we make any assumptions. That's ultimately up to Sean and other teams. We are in a position where we are going to get compensation. And what that is and what it looks like remains to be seen. We don't go in there planning on having a particular compensation at this point. So he's saying it remains to be seen. But obviously, you got to be to let these teams speak with them. I would imagine you got to have kind of an outline of what you would want and whether they'd be willing to do that. Or else you shouldn't grant them permission to talk. It to seems them. like a waste of everybody's time to do it the other way. Here's the other thing, too. And I think you were right on about this when you said it earlier earlier is that this is this is not going to come down to who can offer the best compensation for Sean Payton. This is going to be where Sean Payton wants to go. Yes, right. And then you got to work something out. Because I mean, Houston, I was just looking it up just out of curiosity. Houston has two first round picks. So, I mean, they they could give up a first round pick and still have another at some point either earlier in the draft or later in the draft. But this isn't about who can offer the best package to the Saints. This is about the Saints getting something basically for nothing. This is about the Saints having a commodity that they have no use for anymore in Sean Payton and getting something of value for him basically for free by giving him permission to walk. But, it, but there is there is precedent for this, for what, what good Super Bowl winning coaches get, and I don't think they're going to, like, oh, we'll take less. We're the ones that are going to change, change how it's going to be. I would imagine that they're not going to accept anything below what the market value should be for a coach like that. And typically, a first-rounder is involved. Now, like you say, the Cardinals have the third pick of the second round. Does, is, is that good enough for New Orleans? I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to look. Does New Orleans already has a second-round pick, but I'm sure they'd be happy with another. Is next year's 
Rodgers first going to cut it? Again, these are questions we don't know answers to, but we got to figure that permission doesn't get granted unless there's been some conversation about compensation so far. And then, of course, we talk about the Kyler issue. And Sean Payton has, we pulled up this old audio. This is during the scouting combine when Kyler was coming out of school and was and was you know putting on the workout and everything, Sean Payton was actually on the air for somebody as a guest analyst, and he's like, man, his film is just too good. His hand was nine and a half. That was significant. You know, if it was in the eights, that would have been a little concerning. Nine kind of is a threshold for us. And look, his height. Head on the edge. change his film is too good. You know, ultimately, his film, when I say it's go, too go, go, good, go, go, go. and uh, I like him. He likes him. It's like, I mean, you're starting to get, take everything out. Take take all the information out. You're starting to get the feeling that the Cardinals are going to end up with Sean Payton. Are you there yet? You know what? You you mentioned that during the four o'clock reset. I want it to happen so bad God, that I think I think it is going to happen. I'm confusing my feelings between thinking it's going to happen and wanting it's going to happen. I'm like I'm really con- I'm confusing the two. Do I think I want it to happen? That would be a big 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 deal if they hired Sean Payton to be their head coach. Am I confusing thinking it's going to happen with wanting it to happen? I might be a little bit because I. I I hope you're because I get the impression well, it's just going to be a big letdown. I see that gleam in your eye. You think it's going to happen, oh don't God, you? And all the like the ball boy thing, the I love Kyler Murray thing, the I mean, I don't know. It just you know now granted permission. Not going to go interview with the team he doesn't have any interest in. No. No, he wouldn't. He would say, don't bother. Uh, and according to the reports today from Tom Pelissero, he's been doing his homework on the Cardinals. He's been doing his homework on Kyla Murray. The job would be appealing because he'd get a lot of power, power that he might not get necessarily with other organizations. For Michael, I tell you, look, I know it's a lot of money and I know it's going to cost you something in draft compensation. It is a grand slam hire for Michael Bidwell. Of that, there is no debate when it comes to Whatever winning the press conference feelings the fan base have about the owner, you go hire Sean Payton, <laughs> your fan base will love you, love you. They will never say he didn't want it, he's not committed, he doesn't want to win here, he's not willing to step back, all of that stuff. Nobody will say that at all about Michael if he goes out and hires Sean Remember Payton. Remember when Peyton Manning was caught? Uh, photos with him and Michael Bidwell here when he was a free agent. Oh, yeah. And there was that thought, the Cardinals are going to get Peyton Manning. And it was a big letdown when they didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just wonder if we're setting ourselves up for a letdown here because, man, it just seems to be some some you know decent signs pointing towards Sean Payton coming here. Yes, we are setting ourselves up for a letdown if he doesn't come here. But, man, I want it so bad. I want it so bad. When we come yeah, back, like whoever gets the job, if it's not him, is going to be a consolation prize. Well, and, and that's if it's somebody not him, I feel bad for that guy. Because he's going to bear the burden of not being Sean Payton during that introductory press conference. Yep. And he's going to wear it. Text us your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 620-620. The Phoenix Suns, how about that win last night? Or or is this just KD to the Suns all over again? That's next. Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo.
Colombo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Let's get an update on our Twitter poll question of the day, and then we'll talk a little Suns basketball here on Burns and Gambo. For that, let's turn it over to Mr. Ruby on this Wednesday. Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. Trade compensation to talk with the Saints for Sean Payton. That's what's on the uh, docket today, yeah? Yeah, the Cardinals have uh, some pretty highly regarded trade assets. Of course, they have the number three overall pick in the upcoming NFL draft, and they have DeAndre Hopkins, and rumors are circulating that D-Hop wants out. So our question today is, are you willing to part with either the number three pick or DeAndre Hopkins to make Sean Payton come into the Valley a reality? You've got three options. Yes on DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. Yes on the number three pick or no to both? Definitely no to the number three pick. I just, I no. draw that line in the sand, man. I'm not crossing that line. Hop, I would. I, I really highly doubt that they would want him and he would want to go there. But if we're just talking in theory, yeah, in theory, I would trade DeAndre Hopkins. And I Googled it, too. Somebody had sent me a message on Twitter about whether you can trade a player for a coach. I did a really... Yes, you can. Can you? A player yeah. for a coach? I swear there was a player traded for a coach. I, I, I've, I, I Googled it. I didn't see anything that said you can't. So I, I don't... But I, in this set of circumstances. Look, D-Hop's gone. He basically said goodbye to Arizona, I think, on his Instagram account last night or this morning. Um, I just don't think that's how you're going to get Sean Payton. But in the spirit of the question, I'll answer yes. I would be willing to trade DeAndre Hopkins for Sean Payton. You on the same train, Gambo? Yes. All right, 59.8% agree with you guys saying they'd be willing to part with DeAndre Hopkins to get Sean Payton. 31.3% say they would not trade either the number three overall pick or DeAndre Hopkins. 8.9% said they would trade the number three pick for Sean Payton. 9%. One out of ten. At all costs. What, roughly one out of oh, ten. Because the coach usually... It's usually worth it. it. Yeah, it's usually worth it. It's usually worth it. it Belichick was worth it. Gruden was worth it. It's usually worth it. Um, and and I, I get it, but man, I just I just don't think you can... I don't think you can do that. All right, thank you, uh, Eric. We appreciate it, as always, Eric and Mitch doing a fine job on our social media channels. You can follow us on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. At Burns and Gambo, one word is where you can find that Phoenix Suns last night. Josh will cross the timeline and dribble this baby out. The Suns are going to win it by a dozen at Golden State. They'll put an end to their six-game losing streak and snap a four-game road skid as well. There's the buzzer. Suns win. Final score, 125-113. They knock off the Warriors. I was just thinking about that game was a great surprise on two levels last night. The fact that they were up 27 in the middle of the third uh, quarter is short-handed as they were. That was Grab it's like, man, this is great. And then to watch them survive the end of that game was just as great and almost just as big of a surprise. When that hits the three, it's a six point game. And they had been like, they had been just jacking threes up. I mean, that's all it was. They were just Jack Clay and Steph. Steph wasn't hitting many, but they, they hit, you know, they hit a number of three pointers. And when Poole hit the three, and the Suns just got sloppy with the ball. They had three, um, offensive fouls in which they turned the ball over. Two were back to back by Jacques Landau. I can't remember what the third one was, but like they had three turnovers within about a minute and a half of each other. Just on offensive fouls. So turned the ball over a lot. Golden State got back in it, but the Suns were able, I think it was a McHale basket. The Suns were able to hold that off and, and won the game comfortably. Yeah, they, they were. I, I, when, when they cut it to six, I thought they're doomed. 
They're doomed. There was They're, like, what, about a minute and 20 left? Minute 28, I think. Something like that when they did that? I, I thought they were doomed. I, I, really, I just thought they are crumbling. They're, 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 the, the turnovers, the pressure, their own mistakes, the lack of a ball handler out there because Dwayne Washington Jr. Yeah. wasn't playing. And you're sitting there like, why is he not on the court? Uh, and, and just watching them fumble the ball around and commit all these offensive fouls, that was like a double-barreled surprise last night to watch them be so... Now, I, look... I don't mean this as putting anything, taking anything away from the Suns. There's no question the Warriors took them lightly last night. There's no question yeah. that they got all their guys back last night. They looked over who the Suns were starting and went, oh, yeah, we got this. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll be fine tonight. We, it's Mikel Bridges and nobody else from their starting lineup. There's no doubt that was in play last night, and the Suns punched them right in the mouth. It was great. It was they really did, good to they see. Did. They needed it. They needed it so badly because they hadn't been playing very well, and they'd lost the games in the row, those games in a row, nine out of ten, whatever it was, and to come out and play that well. And I thought there was a lot of good signs last night, too. I thought Dar did a really good job as a small ball five when he was in the game. Yep. I thought that was the most impactful game we've seen out of Dario Saric since he was wishing you happy birthday you know, many years ago. I mean, it was. So he played well. Biombo played well. Torrey Craig was great. Um, I think he hit both of those threes in the fourth quarter because he only hit two, but I remember him hitting two big three-pointers. Uh, well, at least one of them was in the fourth. But yeah, overall, Damian Lee did a, had a good job. Got his ring last night from his uh, brother-in-law, Steph Curry, and he went out there and he played extremely well. Even flopped on a foul and got a call. It's a tremendous flop by Damian Lee. Uh-huh. Iguodala got kicked out of the game. Look, they needed it. They need, they, you know, whatever wins that they can get right now without their full roster, they need. Um, I hate to correct you, my friend. Tory Craig was 0 for 1 from the three point line in the fourth quarter last night. Watch big shot that I remember him making in the fourth. Uh, I don't I remember him hitting a huge shot. I don't know because I'm looking at the fourth quarter box score for last night's game and. And he See, that's what happens when I don't have my notes with me. Sorry. He was 0 for 1 from the three-point strike. Yeah, well, no, in the, the fourth quarter? In the fourth quarter. Last night, yeah. I think the stats yeah. are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the internet is wrong. God, I remember him hitting a huge... I'm going to have to look at it, but I remember him hitting I'm such sure a big shot somewhere. last night. I'll tell you what wasn't wrong was yesterday you had hinted that it, help was on the way. Yes. You weren't exactly sure who, because there's so many players out there it could right. have been. But I knew that they were going to sign a guy to a 10-day contract. Today it was announced that it was Saban Lee, uh, former Corona del Sol as from here in town. He played with Bagley uh, for, I think, one year out there with the Aztecs. Uh, Saban Lee was with the team during the preseason. They needed a body. They're still down bodies tonight. No Landry Shamit, no DeAndre Ayton, no Chris Paul. I mean, they're still really, really thin against Denver. Here's James Jones on with us earlier today on Saban Lee. He can defend. He picks up 94 feet and he can push the pace. Um, he's a guy that gets paint touches and uh, puts pressure on the defense and, and can get us into some early offense. As we look at you know the next few days or, uh, without or, you know, the, the future without Chris and, and campaign um, and, and with Dwayne taking on a, a bigger load, we just felt like we needed someone that could to get us out in transition and get us some easy baskets, someone that could put pressure on opposing teams and, and help us manufacture some steals and turnovers. Yeah, and they need, you know, you talk about bodies, they need a body. They need, yeah, they do. I mean, they needed a body for a while and, you know, maybe they would just hold it out, hope that guys would get back and be okay, but uh, yeah, the three-pointer was, was the one to put them up eight Six to sixty that I was thinking about with Tory Craig. So it was fourth. It was third quarter, late third quarter, eighty six sixty. Okay, three pointer. I'm like, I remember so, that three pointer by Tory. Sorry to send you down the rabbit hole. I because that I, was the biggest lead at the time, and I remember writing down that uh, that 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 gave him a twenty six point lead. That three pointer by Tory Craig. That's all, right. all right, whatever. Um, whatever. I mean, I, I had you know, I, I, yeah. 
You know what? I should have just taken you your word, not looked no, it up. No, I don't no, know I why. Mean, I was just, I'm like, okay, let me go. He's asking, so let me go look to see what Tory Craig I, was in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he was 0 for 3. <laughs> yeah, it was, the, it was the one with 450 left in the third quarter. That put him up by 26 points. I remember writing down, and Tory Craig just hit a because that was the biggest lead at the time. Yeah, yeah. And they ended up being up by 27. All right. Listen, they got a body. I said yesterday, expect them to sign and got to a 10 day contract. They did. They signed a player to a 10 day contract today um, because they needed a body. They needed somebody that could handle the ball, and they just don't have their guys back yet. They've got a couple of games left. They'll have some days off coming up soon. But in the meantime, that's what it was going to be a 10 day contract guy just to get another body in here. But it's somebody they're familiar with that they feel can step in and play if they need him to play. If you're curious about Cam Johnson, and we were. He's in the latter stages of it, um, but you know, as far as a definitive timeline, I don't have anything. Um, I, I do know um, at some point soon we should get him back. I, I just can't tell you if that's going to be in five days, ten days, uh, but every day he's getting closer, and, and it's really determined by what you see on the floor. He's out on the floor pregame. Um, he comes in the back, he's feeling better, and, and when we get to the point where he's completely good, um, you guys will know quickly. But even if he is completely good, I got to imagine he'll, there'll be some kind of minutes restriction for him when he comes back. I know that's kind of against their philosophy and what they say. He's going to have missed two and a half months. I think they're going to have to ease him in a little bit. I don't expect to see him playing 32 minutes a game the minute he walks in the door. No, I think the other thing is you don't have the luxury of like having this great record where you can be like, you know, well, we'll give him an extra week. When he's able to play, you want him to play. Yeah, you need him. Because you got to get him. He hasn't played in a while, and the team has lost a lot of basketball. Look, look here's the reality. If the playoffs were to start today, you know what the Phoenix Suns are doing? They're playing the Warriors in a playing game. Right, 7-8, right? They're playing the Warriors. Yeah. Like, like, so when they get him back, they're going to want him to play. So they're probably, they probably would have, you know, bring him back somewhat gradually, limit him, but at least get him back. Today, it was reported Sean Payton is allowed to be interviewed by the Arizona Cardinals. Is this a sign that Michael Bidwell is willing to go all in? That's next. Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Live from the auction community studios here on the Burns and Gambo show on a day where we learned right before we went on the air that the Cardinals have asked for and been granted permission to speak with Sean Payton. That interview, based off of what Payton said last weekend on Fox, can't take, can't take place with anybody until January 17th. That's a week from yesterday. So I think he can have conversations with Michael Bidwell, but he can't have a formal interview. Which I, I, I can have I, a conversation I, with you. We can talk about everything, but it can't be a formal interview. What the hell is it? Uh, what, exactly. What, what is it? What, what does they? that mean exactly? I, I don't know. He made that distinction. He said that on Fox's pregame show over the weekend, and I still don't quite understand it. I, I think in some ways that might provide an answer to this question that from the Sports Illustrated article that I saw and I sent to you today about the Cardinals coaching search. Um, will Michael Bidwell go all in or will he play it safe? And this is from Connor Orr, who I remember his work from NFL.com. He's been covering the NFL for a while. Now he's on Sports Illustrated. Um, he writes this, and, and I think this falls in line with what you've said a lot about the cap. 
and how the cap is kind of fake. It's right? fake. It's totally fake. It's kind of fake. It's not real. I mean, it's it's yeah. There's a salary cap, and yeah, you have to adhere to it. Can it can be manipulated so easily. You can absolutely tweak it and make it. It's just you can spend fifty million dollars, a hundred million dollars more than another team. You can. Yep. It happens. Teams are teams are spending seventy million, eighty million dollars more than the Cardinals. And yeah, that's a. It, it's so manipulated. Here's what he writes: "Quote: If you want something, you can have something as long as you're willing to pay." for it in the NFL. Totally, totally. If you want to be the Eagles this year, do it. You want to be Robert Kraft and give Bill Belichick whatever technology he wants, do it. If you want to be the 49ers and roll into the playoffs with health, even though all your best players are, are injured, do what it takes to assemble the best medical and recovery staff and pay for it. You can get whatever you want as long as you're willing to pay, to pay for, for it. it. And, and that's and that's what he was not questioning whether Michael Bidwell is willing to do, just sort of imploring Michael Bidwell to do, hey, do it. You're- but he hasn't. He hasn't. And that's just here's the reality. They they have spent less than other teams. They have spent. There's, there's teams spending a lot more than the Arizona Cardinals. The cap is just a number everybody looks at, and that's the number that's out there. But real money, nobody knows. Uh, but there are, you know, but the teams know. So, you know, when I say the Cardinals are spending, the, the Rams are spending $50 million more, $60 million more than it's true. It's like a true number that you have. Every owner gives a GM a budget. Like, here's your budget. Here's what we can spend in real money. The cap is just the thing that the NFL's created. It's it's a way to keep teams honest, but they but the teams that want to spend have found plenty of ways to circumvent that. Sure, of course. It's a way to keep everybody honest. You think, oh, everybody's on this. No, they're not. Not everybody's equal. Like, you know, in baseball, we know flat out there's no cap. We know that the Dodgers and the Red Sox and the Yankees are going to spend $200 million, and the Diamondbacks are going to spend 100 and the Pirates are going to spend 60 So we kind of know the disparity there. You don't know the disparity in the NFL because you think, oh, everybody's got the same cap number. Yeah, they all have to be at the cap or under. Um but in real money terms, there are so many things that you could do that don't don't really affect the cap and make sure your money go way up. Eventually, you pay for it. The Rams are about to pay for it. The Rams going to pay for it, but, got, but they got a Super Bowl. Sean McVay, a lot of people think he's gone as coach of the Rams because he just doesn't want to be around for when they're going to pay for it. But but and you're just talking about players. I mean, this goes into coaching. This goes into yeah. facilities. This goes into mm. and, and look, Michael's. They've redone the facilities in Tempe. They're beautiful. They're gorgeous. They're fantastic the team playing all of these things that they've spent money on but it's sort of one of those you know you can have you want sean payton you can go get sean payton mm-hmm. i mean you can Nothing, just michael money it's, it's how many times do we say that michael with money. Kime? it's michael money it's yeah. not cap it's michael money yep and, and that's why look i know we all expected him to do it you do have to give michael credit for Eating the Cliff Kingsbury contract. 100%. It's about $30 you know, million dollars that he's going to eat. About $30 million bucks. You know, it's, 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 and what, he even joked, what was he joking with, uh, Cam Cox? Of Channel Twelve during the press. Don't worry, Cam. We're we're fine. We've got, we've got. He was asking him. Cam, I believe, was asking him about the financials of paying Cliff Kingsbury that much money to not be here. And Michael was like, "Yeah, don't worry, Cam. We're we've got. We're fine on the money. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll make it happen." But that's that's what that's what fans. And I think that's why today's news is such a relief for the fan base. And I can't think of any other word to describe it. It's exciting, but it's also a relief. It's a relief to know that a guy like Sean Payton being in the marketplace, that at least you're willing to 
talk to him, to, to hear what he has to say, to maybe even negotiate with him to be your head coach. Because again, we said this earlier and I'll say it again. Hiring Sean Payton is a grand slam for Michael Bidwell. It's a grand slam. It's just like the problem is the problem is that now that they've been granted permission and we know that, that they're going to talk to him. Man, anything less oh, is yeah. going to be a disappointment. Oh, Mitch, you know, Mitch initial disappointment. A, he brought this up during one of the commercial breaks. It's like the minute you found out KD wanted to come to the Suns. Anything less than KD actually coming to the Suns was going to be a giant letdown, right? I mean, think of, I'll never. You don't think the combination of Damian Lee, Jacques Landell, and Josh Akoji made up for that? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. Damian Lee got a ring last night. No, I know what you're saying. You, it's exactly you, right. You, you remember get, the day? You I, get it. You get. So what? You get hyped up about it. Oh, you yeah. get. You start to look forward to it. You start to believe that that's going to, and then when it doesn't happen, it's a big letdown. Sean Payton, will, I remember Peyton Manning was here. Oh my God, the Cardinals are going to, and it was a big letdown when he went to Denver. So if Sean Payton is going to interview with the Cardinals and they don't get him, it is going to be somewhat of a letdown. Now maybe they rebound and they get a great coach. We're just not going to know. Because a lot of these coaches that they could be looking to interview are not guys that we're going to, that, that we know, we know this one guy's won a Super Bowl, Sean Payton. Yeah. They're not going to hire anybody else that's won a Zillion. One guy out there that they can hire that won a Super Bowl as a head coach. That's Sean Payton. Yeah. Nobody else they interview is going to have won a Super Bowl as a head coach. But you know what? I do also think, and I'm thinking about this more and more, I also think that kind of sets up somewhat an unfair set of expectations. Yeah, there's going to be disappointment if it's not Sean Payton. Yeah, there's going to be a letdown if it's not Sean Payton. But there's also going to be value in going outside the organization and bringing in a new general manager, going outside the organization and bringing in a new coach, even if that person's not Sean Payton. I I don't, I, I think it would be, we all want Sean Payton. I would also caution the fan base not to make it Sean Payton or bust, right? Like, like that would well, be going to be hard not to do that. I, now. I know, but it's I, and I understand that when you've kind of whetted our appetite with this, it is going to be hard not to go Sean Payton or bust. There are still really good NFL voices out there and really good NFL coaches and people who can come in here and do the things that we need them to do with this organization, and they're not named Sean Payton. Michael's got to go out and find those guys, and he's got to hire those guys. But this time yesterday, I think you and I both would have been satisfied with somebody at Coach and GM, just as long as they're not hiring from within, right? And I'm still in that space. I'm still very much in the, just don't hire guys from within your organization. Go outside and get somebody else. I'm still there, even with Deshaun Payton. Payton's the golden goose. Yes. I want it now. I want it now. People are going to, the second you are going to interview Sean Payton, fans are going to get their hopes up that you're going to sign that guy, and he's going to be your head coach. Yeah. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, it's not just the Sean Payton talk, and who knows, maybe these are somewhat related. It's also the DeAndre Hopkins talk. That sure looked like goodbye on his Instagram account last night, didn't it? That's next, Burns and Gambo.